0: Welcome to SME Funding. My name is Lynette Nduli, the Chief Executive Officer of Innate Investment Solutions. And as usual, my partner in crime on this show, Mr. Kumaran Pariyachi, is also here from Spartan. Now, today is an interesting show. We're joined by somebody who's very familiar to the Business Day um, TV audiences, Alon. Welcome to our show, Alon. Bigger, <laughs> better. Prettier Jeez. sets, no yeah, doubt. Well,
1: definitely definitely prettier than what I get to work with here. But with look at this, i got a model yeah. versus the beast. Yeah. And, and look at you, you get big TVs and, and couches. I'm very jealous. Very Weather jealous.
0: upgrade. But welcome yeah. to our show. It's <laughs> lovely to have you here today. And to our audience at home, I'll be discussing funding EQ. So as we've perhaps touched on in previous shows, when you go through to funding interviews in particular, as much as you've done the numbers, you've crunched through the document, you also are dealing ultimately with people on the other side of the phone, on the other side of that email, and on the other side of the desk when you find yourself at various funding institutions. Therefore, there are certain behaviors that can and can't work for you in those specific um, situations. And today we've got somebody who talks to just tons of entrepreneurs each year and possibly see some of the errors that they make, but has also probably seen some superstars come through his doors, just in terms of how they present themselves, how they act, how they navigate some of the challenging curveballs that are thrown at them. And we want to get to the heart of that today. So Alon, Just to paint the scene, you deal with entrepreneurs on a day-to-day basis, and entrepreneurs Mm. are at the best of times very challenged individuals. We are very passionate about our businesses, which is something that's very emotional when we're trying to deal with just the day-to-day operational elements of it, and then of course the all and very scary interview for your actual funding, the hopes, the dreams that can be shattered or built Mm. by that interview. So funding is not just a game of numbers, but it's also a game of emotions, and almost your game mentally as you walk through the door Mm. what for you have been the greatest success factors in dealing proficiently with a funding interview for an up-and-coming entrepreneur or a startup
1: well I think for for me the first thing most important thing is to really understand if you need funding many people just go to that place first and say I need funding and and very often through a number of questions you find out that they actually don't need funding, what mm. they need is a, is a, a, a better a ma- better market access, they need more clients, they need a better model, but they don't need funding. The funding is, is uh, often used as a cover, cover stick for the problems I- in the business. So that's the first thing is to know if you really do need funding. Mm. The second thing I think is, is to understand why you need the funding, exactly for what you need the funding. If you don't get that across to the the funder as to what you want the funding for, uh, it, it's, it's less likely that they will provide you with the funding. Mm. So, the, we're calling this particular es- episode
2: Funding EQ, yes. which implies uh, one has to be aware of the, the self awareness, mm. but the behavior and the, and the do's and don'ts. So, let's talk, start off by talking about the language. Mm. Um, sometimes you, the entrepreneur may come across being overconfident. Uh, too cautious maybe a victim entitlement all those kinds of weird psychological things are going on tell me a bit about that
1: yeah that's a very important point kumaran because the f- the thing that i listen to in every single interview is the language how they use their language to your point whether there's victimhood uh, uh i need the funding because my partner stole all my money uh it's because of this the blame language in that so very, I, I listen to language very importantly. The the second thing, that so
2: you, can you give me a bit more examples like of the overconfident or the too doubtful? Or uh, yeah, uh, like We what does if,
1: it look uh, like? we will definitely um, do a hundred thousand units a month. Uh, we uh, we are the the best uh, system in the world. We have the the. There's no one who can do this better than than we can. Those kind of statements are overconfident. Wow. Versus versus the other side which is the the language of uh, um being fuzzy so um kind of we we kind of do this and we sort of do that and uh, we need approximately 100,000 so rand it, it should be defined Fine. exactly mm-hmm. this is what we need we need 102,000 rand for this and this is how we're going to spend it and there needs to be a sense of um confidence but also a sense of um, humility that I don't I don't know what I don't know. Yeah,
0: true. Mm, okay, mm, mm.
1: okay.
0: So here we are asking entrepreneurs to put on their A game and their best suits for the funding interview. <laughs> but if you don't pitch it right, if you don't, if you come across as too much of one and too little of the other vague and not sure about what's happening in the interview. So, in terms of that, what's then the role, I would say, of research? And um, research upfront in terms of who's going to interview you, what's going to potentially happen at the interview, mm-hmm. and how can entrepreneurs almost tame both their anxiety and their excitement at finally getting themselves through the front door? So, f-
1: so for me there's two there's two elements to the, uh, to that. One is the research uh, that you do on the company that you've been interviewed. And there I would also caution the entrepreneur who's looking for funding to go to the right type of funder, understand what their flavor is. Mm. So certain funders like to fund manufacturing, certain like to fund tech, certain like to fu- fund uh, property. So be, understand what the flavor is of that particular type of funder so that mm-hmm. you don't go to somebody who says, look, we don't, we don't fund this kind of thing. That's a waste of time. Yeah. Mm. You should normally be knocked out in the beginning if their is are right before you even get to the meeting, but sometimes you do. The second thing is to understand what they have funded and the quantum that they have normally fund. So if Mm. you're looking for a a million rand funding and on their website it says that we look for deals of 10 million and above, you're wasting your time once again. So understand also the quantum that your fund is looking for. I would also do research into who else they have funded, and I'd phone those people and say, "How have they been as funders? Mm. Are they are they um, lenient? You know, mm. are, are they too tough? Or, uh, are good. they demanding? Mm. Do they want complete control? How are they as funders?" And remember, we all have choices. Mm. Yeah, you know, and as, you as funders, choose, yeah. you can choose your funder, yeah. and that sounds.
2: So I want to talk about making an impression. And about like dress code. and are you eminently yes. qualified? I yes. mean, I can see, this is by the way an example how not, not to do. To. it. Uh, with shirt hanging out, jeans. No preferably shoes. wear shoes. shoes. Yes. Color coordinated socks. <clears> but given your... <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell me. All right, so so you're right. I mean, how I'm here today is is is, is not how you should go and get funding. But I also find that there's a, there has to be a core of. Be who you are as well. So, there's a respect mm. for the culture that you're going to. So, if it's a suited culture, there's a respect for that. But also, you might want to tone it down one bit and wear a suit, but no tie if, if you're not comfortable with a tie. Um, you might also, if you are a tie, suit and tie kind of guy and it's a casual thing, then take off the tie yeah, as well. So, you, you still have to be yourself because you, I see entrepreneurs coming yes. for funding where they're all suited up. You they're can awkward. see. F- you can it's see they're not common. comfortable in the suit. Yeah. they like, it, it almost, mm. and it, it, sometimes it's a ruse. It's like, a, almost like a protect, they think it protects them, mm. but it's not. It's not protecting them and making them look awkward, feel awkward, uncomfortable. Subconsciously, yeah, funder will pick that up. I mean, you can see yeah. you, you're not mm. being yourself in not pretending. Yeah.
0: Well, after the break, I'd love to delve a little bit further into what you've started here, Alon. What is a good answer? What is the best impression? And more importantly, what type of questions and answers should you be positioning yourself to look good in that particular interview? We'll be right back. Welcome back to SME Funding. Before the break, Alan and Kumaran and myself were discussing the do's and the don'ts of the funding interview, what you should do, what you should be putting out, how it should look. Um, and before the break, when we cut away, we are just chatting about people bringing themselves to the interview. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, a funding interview is quite a nerve-wracking experience. How do you manage those nerves and those anxieties in that interview?
1: I think it's different for every, everyone's different, and, and everyone's got a different technique. But I'm, I'm actually of the view that you shouldn't hide it. Is there's a, you know what I see when guys come in nervous. I actually, as a as somebody who's interviewing them, I have more empathy for the ones that are are, are showing who they are. So the best way I think is for for you to come in is if you are nervous, it's like, geez, I'm so nervous. So <laughs> you can put it on the table. Like I'm so nervous here, and then and then what happens is the interviewer then the funder will say, don't worry about it, and they will try and relax you.
2: Yeah, but it depends. It's context. I mean, you're applying to someone for 10 million bucks, and you're going to say that.
1: Yeah, but I also see people then, what the other side of, of, the, of that coin is, is when people come in and they are over, they're hiding it, and yeah. they're not mm. doing a good job. Sure,
2: but I'm talking about actually articulating mm. that phrase, you know?
1: Yeah, I, 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 to me, maybe because I'm just a nicer person than you, I, I empathize. I empathize with them when they say, I'm nervous. I say, don't, cool down, don't worry about it, let's mm. just talk. Mm. Mm. And, and that's really, it's also about the, the integrity of that relationship. Mm. Now, if you're going to a formal bank and you're pitching, there's a different story. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm. but in, in a big formal environment. That's what I'm talking about. But mm. yeah, so I mean, to me, it's about practice. It's about knowing your stuff. It's mm. about also anticipating what the questions are. It's about being prepared. How do you practice? Just by practicing, you go through it, you get people to me there 's a number of people that you should help help you practice mm. your husband or wife or better half or whatever girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be and they ask him for real feedback, as in uh like how do uh, how nice. how don't being, how am this? I doing so mm. give you real feedback, mm. Do it in front of yourself uh, mentally prepare. And then I, I I remember used to uh, did it in front of a it wasn't a stranger It was somebody I didn't know that well. Mm. When I pitched for my first uh, funding uh, in my twenties, there was a there was a guy who I knew, and I said, "Do you mind if I pitch to you and just ask me any questions and give me feedback?" And he gave me incredible feedback then. And when I went in, I was nervous uh, to to pitch. It was uh, i would flown up from Durban to Johannesburg to get this funding. I was nervous. My whole business. Was going to live or die by that funding mm. and uh and yeah i was who i was i was prepared and yeah and i'd taken in all the feedback
0: mm. so i'm a big believer in that before you actually even apply for the funding to go into the funder meet someone hmm. um, at the funder's office, and preferably perhaps the person who may interview you, and get a little bit of insights about the company, learn a bit about the culture, hmm. what it is that you're going to f- um, seek funding for, and get some inside pointers. Um, and maybe that's another form of preparation, is to go in beforehand and understand those things at almost hmm. a coalface basis, and then when you come back for the funding interview, all fingers crossed, you might actually see the very same person that you came in to for pre-investment purposes and very often um, entrepreneurs I know don't go to the funding institution to meet anyone and just send in the application cold and there's a real opportunity to create the rapport, those relationships um, and, and learn about the culture of a place well before you are sitting nervously in a funding interview yeah. and and I think that also helps with nerves. I've certainly used that ploy before where you've gone and met an individual there and mm. you can actually make pointed internal comments mm. because you appear now to know a little bit more.
1: Mm. There's a, something also that you've pointed out which I think is very important around not just the prep but also managing your nerves. It's, mm. I, I find that entrepreneurs that go into interviews with, with no questions are the worst that so you have to come in with your own questions. So yes. think about what questions there, there, there are. And by you also asking questions, it feels more like it, there's, a, there's a shift of power, a balance mm. of power. So what is your, uh, your ROI requirements or IRR requirements? Or, you know, what is your average payback? Who, who, who do you prefer to fund or not to fund? If you are asking all the que- not all the questions, some of the questions, questions. Mm. but not in an aggressive way, but more in a casual like I just I'm interested to know it also creates rapport and they're seeing that you are also intellectually ap- uh, applying mm. your mind to this funding yeah. yeah
2: and not asking questions for the sake of asking questions yeah. that comes across as very yeah. fake you can pick yeah. that up very yeah. easily Yes, but it's abnormal to talk to a, a someone like a funder and not have reasonably have questions yes. you know yeah. Yeah. you would yeah. tell me about uh, let's talk about uh, a feedback loop right yes. so Sometimes the funder will be a bit candid, sometimes not. It's preferably if they're candid. They'll give you some constructive criticism. And and how does one respond to that in the moment
1: and post? So to me, the most critical thing is that you have to come to an interview with a pen or a pencil, something to write. Or if you're modern now, you can come with your iPad. But I think iPad still, so if you go to your iPad while somebody's talking, I still think even today that might be a, a little awkward. So, as people are giving you feedback, write down the feedback and do it authentically, as in to take that feedback. So, for me, that opportunity for, to hear that feedback is, is critical. I mean, we've seen in, mm. we, we run a program called Pitch and Polish. We had a, a, a lady who I was, in the, I was a judge in the semifinals, and I knocked her out, and then she got a wild card back. And I gave her a whole bunch of pointers. I gave her eight pointers as to why she didn't get through to the final mm. round. And in her wild card, when she came back, Every single item on that, mm. she actually after she she emailed me, she she asked for the the, the, the eight points again, and mm. uh, and she came back and won the the, the contest. Mm. Wow!
0: Mm. And very often we don't ask for feedback. We don't ask for the evaluation form back, and you have a right too, mm. because that's also what helps you when the answer is no. I
2: know when we funding, we get put off when someone is overly defensive. There's a mm. there's a fine line mm. between. Uh, rebutting the point and motivating and yes. being defensive it means that the person's not open to feedback mm. and that's very dangerous because they're going to be blindsided and if we have to back the jockey which we often we are doing that's what it, that's a, a
1: massive risk he, he, a very important point kumar yeah oh. i hate to agree with you but i do
0: Well, whilst Kumaran and Alon agree to disagree on the show, um, we'll be back after the break. And after the break, I'd really like us to just delve a little bit more into the feedback elements and the issues of critique, defensiveness and honesty. I think there was something that Kumaran started there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SME Funding. So Alana and Kumaran and myself are still having a really interesting conversation about how to conduct and run that funding interview. So gentlemen, I have a question for you. Let's say I'm an expert in my field, but I've decided to start a business and in starting that business, I now need funding. I land up at the funding interview with a consultant at that funding interview who knows a lot less, substantially less, than I do about my business, about my sector. How do I balance um, my knowledge and my expertise and almost the confidence that comes with knowing versus them trying to learn at the same time during the course of the interview, but I'm knowing that I'm reliant on them for making the decision about the business. You know, because you can get confidence when you know a little bit more. Mm. And how do you balance almost that cockiness that may mm. appear in an interviewer who might start to feel unnerved by you, mm. in fact, as the interviewee? Shall I go or you go? We both go. go. Okay,
2: we'll both go. Uh, the funder is going to expect you to be a subject matter expert in your industry or sector mm. Mm. they're going to expect that that's why they're questioning you so that should make you feel comfortable starting off with i think the the thing then comes down to tone and language uh-huh. you know if it's if you're talking in a condescending way versus an explaining way mm. that's where the subtlety comes in and, sh- and and putting the other person's ego on the wrong on the wrong side
1: yeah, I ha- actually had uh, one of these yesterday. With a, but for, for for me, it was in the the green space, uh, the the mm. renewable energy space, which I know very little about. And this guy and started speaking, and he did explaining. But what he, I think he did wrong, was he started there. Oh. So oh. instead of giving me saying, okay, I'm I, I have a maybe an understanding of how business works. Yes. So let's start off with the business opportunity, yes. and mm. then talk about the technology or the the how. Mm. He, he, he started with the technology which was his happy space and I, I wasn't there. So mm. I'd be cautious to, to do Speak the right to sequencing. Audience. The sequencing needs to be correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well it's, uh, and I'm asking that question because once before at a different forum you shared a really interesting stat that only about 6% of professionals in the funding space are actually subject matter experts at either entrepreneurship or the various sectors that they see, and I think that issue of tone and sequencing your presentation well before you get there is something that's also quite important for entrepreneurs. Often I think a lot of people may even go to the interview expecting that the interviewer has sequenced how they're gonna ask things Mm. themselves, when actually there's probably a huge onus on you and I to have done that well before for them, especially if they don't know what they don't know. Mm. Yeah, so Kumaran? If you're going for a funding interview, what do you believe have been the success factors for you and as you've grown your business? You're a smart, sharp dresser, you're very eloquent at what you have to say, but what is it for you that has always won the deal?
2: It's uh, preparation and planning, uh, very much. Um, preparation and planning will allow you to, sp- to speak to what the funder requires and uh, meet those points. And in that way, if you know, if you look at it like it has got to be a win-win, right? Mm, mm. So Alon said early on at the start, research what the funder wants, what their criteria is. If there's a match, then you're gonna you're gonna strike uh, some kind of a deal. Mm. So make it more about them in mm. talking to your to your message. Planning and preparation would be would be the big one. Oh. You're not talking tip now, right?
0: No, we're not talking tip. But Alon, from you, any final pointers and tips? Yeah,
1: so so I'm going to add to that, mm. and and that is that, in your preparation is a preparation for the presentation. We shouldn't be over yes. Should prepared. Not pre- so we would not. So rather have, <coughs> if this were a slide, have a picture and know to talk to it okay. what you're going to say, as opposed to all the words. And the second thing is is be ready for all the questions. So mm. try and get all the objection questions, in your mind and know how you'll answer them. So when you get thrown that question, it feels natural. When you respond you're not umming and erring or i'll get back to you on that
0: yeah. mm. well is there a space for someone to say well i'll get back to it or i don't know is that okay
1: that's okay that's okay but if if every question that they ask and you're coming back i don't know mm. you're not going to get it the funding so yes as as part of the mix you can say that and it's about your integrity mm. so i don't know it's a good question mm. uh, let me think about that and i'll come back to you but if every single question or every second question you're going i don't know then you're not the subject matter expert that Kumaran alluded to. Mm. Uh, so mm. you have to know the answer.
0: So the key is preparation. Kumaran, your tip of the week, please.
2: Right. So this episode, we've built it as Funding EQ, which is Funding Emotional Intelligence. And for me, there's two things I would say that one entrepreneur needs to practice and be aware of and focus a lot of attention. That is uh, awareness and humility. So the game starts, the preparation starts when you have the wherewithal. Mm. You have the perspective. You have the awareness to know I need to do these things, the awareness to know I need to put on shoes to come to the interview, things like that, right? And then the humility, the humility to take feedback, to learn, to research, uh, because one cannot prepare and improve if there's no acknowledgement. Mm. Awareness first and then and then the humility. It, it aligns with the funding EQ thing. So well, those were the two.
0: Thank you very much, Kumaran, for that tip of the week. Alon, thank you very much. And we hope you had a wonderful time in our bigger, better set.
1: (laughs) I should have been wearing green.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To our viewers at home, we certainly hope that you've learned something from the do's, but more specifically, the don'ts. Of the funding interview you're also welcome to interact with us further on this subject on social media where you can find us at funding underscore sme on twitter but you can also send us emails on sme funding at businessdaytv.co.za and we always look forward to your feedback because it just makes the show richer and more useful to you at home we look forward to you joining us again on the next episode of sme funding and good luck with all your funding endeavors thank you